It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone. If you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right, a real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, podcast listeners. Some of you may know that Oprah began having conversations about the deeper meaning of life and the world around us, even in the early days of The Oprah Show. When you look inward, then you can begin to create another kind of power. Because we know you love a Super Soul-style discussion. I went, uh <laughs> We opened up the vault of The Oprah Winfrey Show to handpick episodes that will enhance the Super Soul Podcast Library. Every experience in our lives is to teach us to learn to love. Please enjoy this past episode of The Oprah Winfrey Show on Super Soul Conversations. I have the privilege and the honor to meet for the first time a remarkable little boy that I wanted to meet from the moment I heard his story. His name is Matty Stepanek. And I hear he's an extraordinary person. He's only 11 years old. I've spoken to him on the phone several times, but today's the first time we're actually meeting in person. Here's Maddie's story. I want people to know my life philosophy, to remember to play after every storm. Maddie Stepanek is an extraordinary 11-year-old living through a difficult storm. He was born with a rare form of muscular dystrophy. You feel it in your muscles. You feel muscle pain. To get around, I need my wheelchair first. I need oxygen tanks. Maddie's mom, Jenny, also has the disease, which she did not discover until after she had had four children. Katie died when she was two years old. Stevie died at six months of age. And Jamie died when he was four years old. Maddie has miraculously just turned 11, which nobody would have ever guessed possible. From a very young age, Maddie was special. Even while tethered to oxygen, he earned a junior black belt in martial arts. And now he homeschools at the 11th grade level. But his real gift is the poetry he writes. I have a song deep in my heart. I write to express my thoughts, my feelings. I want people to think. A few of my poems are fun, but most of them are so that we can understand how we need to listen to our heart songs and to spread peace with each other. You hear the word heart songs a lot in his poetry. Your heart song is your inner beauty. It's the song in your heart that wants you to help make yourself a better person and to help other people do the same. Maddie is a very unique spirit. Um, a lot of people would say he's an old soul, he's spiritual, and he's hopeful for something bigger than himself. When I grow up, I not only want to be a peacemaker, I also want to be a father. I have stuffed animals that I treat like my children. 
For a boy so full of life, he came very close to dying this year. Maddie spent about five months in the intensive care unit at Children's National Medical Center in DC. I came so close to death, I saw angels coming to greet me into heaven. With his health fading and time running out, Maddie's three lifelong wishes had not yet been granted. I've always had three wishes, and they are one, to have my books published so I can spread my message of peace through the world, two, to talk peace with my hero, Jimmy Carter, and meet with Oprah Winfrey. Maddie got his first wish, two books of poetry, published in the last four months. And with a phone call, his second wish came true. They picked up the phone and handed it to me. It was Jimmy Carter. It was so exciting. I couldn't believe it. Maddie was very sick, clinging to life, but he wanted to return to the comforts of home. The day before he came home from the hospital, Maddie and I prayed very, very hard. And Maddie's prayer was that he was coming home to live and all the bleeding, it just stopped. I call it a miracle. I really think I'm here for a purpose because in my life, I've had so many close calls to dying. Even if it takes me one year or 1,000 years, I have to do what I was meant to do. Well, Maddie's wish to share his message on the Oprah Show is coming to you today. Please welcome Maddie Stefanik. Gosh, you're here. You made it here. Thank you so You're everything I imagined. You, this is your first time flying, coming here too, right? Yes, it was. And what was that like for you? It was amazing for me. Uh, I mean, even especially when we had to go through this huge cloud, uh -huh. we would, I saw a cloud coming, and I figured they would just go around it. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm surrounded by white stuff, and I felt like I was in this fluffy more. Marshmallow. And this fluffy marshmallow. That's a fact. my mom, however. <laughs> she was a little anxious, right? A little. A little anxious. That's putting it simply. That's putting it simply. Yes. Well, how are you? How is your health? How are you doing? I'm doing a lot better health-wise. I'm doing very well excitement-wise. <laughs> <laughs> that a lot of grown-ups had tried to get you to let go of the three wishes, but you held on to them. Yeah. Yes. Because? Because they were things that would last forever. Yeah. Going to Disney World ends in a week. Having a shopping spree ends in a day. But being able to talk to Jimmy Carter, being able to have my books published, being able to talk to you here today lasts forever. You are the sweetest boy. It is a sweet privilege. So you've been writing poetry since you were how old? About three. Yeah. I would um, go to my mom on the who would be typing on the computer, either school work or playing solitaire, and um, mm -hmm. I would say, "Mommy, can you write something down for me, please?" And she would say, "Sure." And I would say, tell her these poems, and um, she would type them down for me, and then when I learned to write, and I also learned that I was making poetry. Yeah, because you didn't even know that's what you were doing. Yes, Yeah. I would, 
Yeah, I was just expressing my feelings. I was just saying what I felt like I needed to say. Uh-huh. I learned to write, so I wrote and dictated. And now, most of the time, I just go up to my computer and type up some poems. And so you, you started calling it Heart Songs because what? It was the song in my heart. It was the message in my heart. A heart song doesn't have to be a song in your heart, even talking about love and peace. It can just be your message. It can be your f feelings. Some people might even call it a conscience, mm -hmm. even though that's not really what it is. It's your message, what you feel you need to do. And everybody has it. Everyone, no matter what it is, it's, it's still sings the same beautiful message of peace and love. But people now are fighting over how our heart songs are different. But they don't need to be the same. Our heart songs don't need to be the same because everybody no. has different ones. Yes, and that's the beauty. We are a mosaic of gifts. And each of us has our inner beauty, no matter how we look. I mean, you're very beautiful, I know, but it's our inner beauty. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I read your first book, and, I, and now the second book, Journey Through Heart Songs, has come out, and I have my own favorite poems. I ask you, where did these, th th where did these come from? Um, just. They are my feelings. They're my life experiences. I mean, like I said when I was little, I would say, Mommy, can you type this up for me? They're your life experiences, Mr. 11-year-old. <laughs> but They're you're, my do, feelings. Don't you think you're wise beyond your years, don't you? Um, yes, thank you. Yes. September 11th, after learning about the terrorist attacks, Maddie wrote a poignant poem entitled 9-1-1-2001. Let's listen to that. It was a dark day in America. There was no amazing grace. Freedom did not ring. Tragedy attacked sky high. Fiery terror reigned. Structures collapsed. Red with blood, white with ash, and out of the sky blue. As children trust elders, citizens find faith in leaders. But all were blinded, shocked by the blasts, undefiable outrage, undeniable outpouring of support, even prayer, or at least moments of silence. Church and state could not be separated. A horrific blasting of events with too few happy endings. Can the children sleep safely in their beds tonight? Can the citizens ever rest assured of national security again? God, please bless America and the rest of our earthly home. Wow. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. 
Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So I understand that this period of terrorism has been especially hard for you since peace is so important to you. You see yourself in the world as a peacemaker. Yes, through my poetry and my heart song. Mm -hmm. And another sad thing is that a lot of the firefighters who are still missing, mm -hmm. I knew through the MDA Association, mm -hmm. we were good friends. And right before the tragedy happened, I had spent on wonder for a weekend at a softball tournament with all of the New York firefighters helping to raise money through M for MDA and to celebrate life. You actually knew people who were in that yes, building. Yes, and um, I was very devastated. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. But you know, I know you believe something I believe. I just wrote in one of my columns th this month that when you lose somebody you love, you gain an angel you know. Yes. And I know you believe that, too, because you think your, your brothers and sisters are your angels. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly who my guardian angel is, mm -hmm. but I know that my guardian angel helps me very much. I also know that St. Jude, St. Rita, and Blessed Brother Andre really brought up some miracles when I need them. Mm -hmm. And my brothers and sister, Jamie, Katie, and Stevie, take very good care of me. And in return, I visit the cemetery where they're buried, and I always restock little can of toys I leave there. You do. And I give them balloons. You said in the tape that when everyone thought that you were really going to pass on over to the other country, that you were a goner, a lot of people thought you were, you said that you saw the angels coming, coming for you. Did you? Yes. It, what did that feel like? It was beauty beyond imagination and description. When I woke up, the first thing I said was, don't forget the, don't believe in the Christmas trees. Angels are so much more beautiful than that. Let's listen to another one of Maddie's poems. This one is called, When I Die. Why did you write this poem? Because I, I wrote many of them, and they're my different thoughts on dying and what I would like to happen to me after I do reach that point. Okay, here's Maddie's poem, When I Die. When I die, I want to be a child in heaven. I want to be a 10-year-old cherub. I want to be a hero in heaven and a peacemaker, just like my goal on earth. I will ask God if I can help the people in purgatory. I will help them think about their life 
about their spirits, about their future. I will help them hear their heart songs again so they can finally see the face of God so soon. When I die, I want to be just like I want to be here on earth. A champion is a winner, a hero, someone who never gives up, even when the going gets rough. A champion is a member of a winning team, someone who overcomes challenges, even when it requires creative solutions. A champion is an optimist, a hopeful spirit, someone who plays the game, even when the game is called life especially when the game is called life. There can be a champion in each of us if we live as a winner, if we live as a member of the team, if we live with a hopeful spirit for life. I'm talking to my new friend, poet and peacemaker, Maddie Stepanek. If ever I had a book to recommend, it's Maddie's Journey Through Heart Songs by Maddie Stepanek. You did all the, look, look at him beaming. <laughs> If ever you were going to buy a book, I recommend it. This is the one, my friends. Uh, Maddie and I got to meet each other for the first time after I heard one of his three big wishes in life was to spread his message of peace on the Oprah show. And he shares that message, of course, in this new book of poetry, Journey Through Heart Songs. He's been writing poetry since he was three years old. I hear the point we just heard on being a champion is one of your favorites because... It describes what a champion really is. A champion does not mean you have to come home with a big golden trophy and make everyone know. A champion is your strength inside of you, and it is what really happens to you, not just a material thing. A champion is what you feel inside. And unfortunately these days, a lot of people might misinterpret that, but I still believe that a champ is the inner strength. You are very wise. Very wise. Jenny is uh, Maddie's mom. I hear you didn't realize that you had muscular dystrophy until after all four of your children had been born. Correct. Really? Um, I was very athletic and running five miles a day. Ran five miles a day. And I had four children between 1985 and 1990 in a four and a half year span and they all just kept getting sicker and sicker. Um, and I was very tired and in a lot of pain, but assumed that was the stress of having such, such sick children and um, just mental stress mm -hmm. um, of going through and the physical stress of their care. And when I was diagnosed uh, with the adult form of muscular dystrophy, which is more muscular, uh, it's muscle impairment, they went back and checked my children. Two of them had already died, um, but Maddie and his brother Jamie were still alive and they were tested and diagnosed with the infant onset, mm -hmm. which is neurologically devastating and usually, or always, except for in his case, fatal during early childhood. So how do you explain that you're still here? Um, between, what keeps me going is one, my poetry, how, my expressing my feelings, and then the opportunity to share it with others mm -hmm. is just such a gift to me. It gives me a really good reason to keep going. Mm -hmm. Another thing is how people help 
me through it, like my mom, my friends, my, uh, my dreams. And another very important factor of it, of why I'm here today talking to you, is the prayer. Um, prayer? Yes. Maddie was so close to death, Jenny, that doctors suggested you celebrate his birthday early, but you refused to do that. Yes, I, I refused because I thought if I did move it up a month, it would give a message to him that it was okay to die, and that if he lived, then we'd have to re-celebrate his birthday, which he'd have enjoyed, but... Um, <laughs> you, so you... we held off, and they did everything they could medically at Children's in D.C. to save him, and they worked on treating him spiritually, and um, emotionally to, mm -hmm. to try and keep them going also. Because do you ever, you get down sometimes? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, but usually I'll write some poetry, I'll talk to my mom about it, and I'll get through the life storm, and then I'll celebrate. You will. You know, one of my favorites is uh, the, the prayer for a journey that you write at the beginning of the book, where you say, thank you, God, not just for life, but for our journey through life. Life is a miracle and a journey through life is so full of so many more miracles if we travel with our heart songs. Thank you, God, for blessing me with the gift of heart songs so that I can enjoy my miracles. You know, I think that's so important, especially, you wrote that in 1998, but I think that's so important, especially now, when everybody is feeling a sense of fear and having been terrorized, to look at what you have in your life and have a sense of gratitude and see the miracles in your life. And you, although you're hooked up to all this equipment, do you still see miracles in your life every day? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like getting through another day mm -hmm. and being able to have all kinds of things happen each day, even if the only thing that happens is my homeschool work. It's a miracle. Well, yes, it's a miracle that I get to do that because I, I couldn't do it if I was in heaven. In a way, that's good, but in another way, that's bad. Well, I hear that you have a really big rock collection with stones and, and rocks from all over the world. Is that true? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have rocks from all over the place. I even have rocks from um, castles in Germany and Ireland and a piece of the Berlin Wall. And my most recent rock was a rock I just picked up here in Chicago. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I heard that when you found out you were coming to the show that you wanted some Chicago and Oprah rock, so I got some for you. One says peace. Thank you. There's a peace rock. That's for you. Another one says, says wish. And then another one says Maddie. Maddie, oh, these are all, all for you. Another one says Oprah, so you remember me. <laughs> there you go. And this one says heart song. Thank you. Rocks for you. Rocks for you. Thank you, Maddie. It's a sweet privilege to talk to you. You are a peacemaker. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what? You are a peacemaker. I think everybody who's heard you today and heard your poems, because isn't that what you wanted to do, was to spread the message of your poems. Yes. Has felt just a little quiet sigh of peace. <laughs> Don't you feel better? Hearing Maddie Day, just a quiet sigh of peace. So you and Maddie, it's just you and Maddie in yes. the house, taking care of each other? Yeah. Yeah. We live in a basement of somebody else's house. It's a wonderful family that lives upstairs, and they're like kin family to us. Yeah. But um, in our apartment, it's just Maddie and myself. Yeah. So just getting through the day, washing dishes and doing regular stuff is... It's not what people think it is. Yeah. <laughs> you have to plan everything, getting into a shower, fitting through a doorway, just getting him out of bed. Most people get out of bed. It, there's all kinds of things you have to do just to get him out of bed. Uh, medically and physically. Yeah. Well, you must be proud of your boy. I am so proud. <laughs> proud of your boy. I'm proud of you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, I hope people buy the book. I hope they do. Our eyes are for looking at things, but they are also for crying. When we are very happy or very sad, our ears are for listening, but so are our hearts. Our noses are for smelling food, but also the wind and the grass, and if we try very hard, butterflies. Our hands are for feeling, but also for hugging and touching so gently. Our mouths and tongues are for tasting, but also for saying words like, I love you, and thank you, God, for all of these things. next guest is here to answer the question, how does it feel to be blind? Tom Sullivan has never known what it feels like to see. Here's Tom's story, or part of it. Born prematurely, Tom Sullivan spent his first weeks in an incubator where he was given too much oxygen. And though it saved his life, it cost him his eyesight. But being blind never stopped Tom from pursuing his dreams, whether he is skiing on snow or water competing in triathlons or whitewater rafting, there's nothing Tom won't try. He's even been bungee jumping. And over the years, Tom has jumped into many jobs, from acting and singing to writing books and reporting the news. In Florence, Italy, Tom says he had an awakening when he was allowed to touch the great statues of Michelangelo. And for the first time, he says, he felt like he could see. Touching the statue of David was one of the most astonishing experiences for you? Well, David was, but I also had the amazing experience of touching, really, his first work, the Bacchus. Mm. And in the process, Oprah, I found myself realizing that for the first time, I could see, that I understood the sculptor better than anyone else because I could read the nuance that his hands placed on a face, muscle tone, tissue, the slant of an eyebrow, the arch of a chin, um, the, the nuance of a smile, the body texture, all those things that I thought 
were denied to me mm -hmm. became real. I've enjoyed four out of five senses on levels that are unbelievable. Okay, you know. So your, your, your levels are higher, definitely higher than ours? The wonder of this is that they're exorcised higher. They're not higher, but I had to develop them. And, and clear, here's a clear example of what I mean. I'm a runner, you know that. Mm -hmm. And I run on the beach in California. There are 15 different kinds of waves that you can hear coming in on that beach, depending on the day. There are 11 different textures of sand. Really? Sure. There are over 60 kinds of birds that I hear, and the smells combine things like lilac and orange blossom and, and uh, weed and kelp and breakfast cooking up on the cliff above the beach where I run. All that stuff is pouring in in a sensorial experience that's beyond measure. So how, in, in, under any terms, how can this guy, Tom Sullivan, mm -hmm. think that he got cheated? Because I'm finding levels of, of life acceptance and life celebration that go far beyond things that seem surface. And you even, say you can measure beauty in a voice and that smiles and frowns also have sounds. Your smile yeah. is your greatest thing. You smile huge. I mean, you smile huge. <laughs> you do. And, it's, and, and the deal is, you can hear the sibilant sound of a smile. The S sounds, the H sounds of a smile happen. Uh, I was speaking at a school the other day, and kids had questions. And they, just before they asked the question, they go, huh? yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's the ultimate sound of, call on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing is, along with the question of ugly, I don't live in a system of labels. Mm -hmm. I mean, as an example, I know that I'm blind and I know that you're an African-American, but both of us... Who told you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the cool... <laughs> well, who told you I haven't checked you out either? So you made a decision, though, that you were not going to be labeled, that you were going to live life on the field. Right. Is that correct? And I know when it happened. You know when, when, when did it happen? Two moments. Mm -hmm. I was in my backyard. Now, my parents had built a fence around it. How old were you? Oh, eight. Mm -hmm. Their assumption was that they had to keep the world outside and keep me safe inside. And down the street from the house, there was a baseball field. And I could hear the sound of the game, you know, the ball popping into people's gloves and the kids hitting it. And I wanted desperately to play it, so I picked up a stick and a rock. And I remember this, and every time I'd hear a little boy hit the baseball, I would hit my rock with my stick. And a kid came by my fence on his way home, and he looked through the wire. And he said, what's the matter, kid? Are you blind? And then he started that chant. Mm -hmm. Blindy, blindy, blindy. That chant that said he saw me as different. And I threw rocks at him and missed. I mean, I hated him in that moment. But two weeks later, I was in my yard, and I heard two little boys move into the house next door, Billy and Mike Hannon. They're still my special friends. And I thought, okay, I am getting out. And this fence was about eight feet high, and I climbed to the top, and I remember thinking, what now, what now, what now? And I thought, <laughs> ah, hell, jump. <laughs> So I leaped out into space, and I crashed on the ground and knocked the window to myself, and the little boy, Billy Hannon, saw it. And he came running over, and he said, wow, he said, that was a gnarly fall. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he said, what's your name? I said, I'm Tom Sullivan, and I'm blind. And he went, wow. And then, Oprah, 
this child said the three most important words I've ever heard. And this is from Maddie. This little boy, Maddie, said, want to play? Oh. Want to play. And I've kept the games going all through life. That's fabulous. That's Thank great. you, Tom Sullivan. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks, Maddie and Jenny Sapana. And Tom Sullivan, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 